0: Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 273. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up?
1: 73, huh? 273. 273. That's a lot. It is a lot. Up there. It um, is. I feel like I've been doing this a while.
0: We've been doing this a while. We got some experience, we got right. mad skills. We're like, kind of like the Sean Whites of Halfpipe of podcasting, really, at this point.
1: We're, we're planning to keep going forever
0: for it to the day we goddamn die
1: that we're never going to die they'll have computer automation of our own consciousness so
0: we'll have hologram versions of us doing the podcast they'll have enough data from all the years of us doing this they'll just plug all the audio into a computer they'll have the hologram version and they'll just be like well this is what these dipshits said regarding this so we can using our algorithm determine that they would respond this way to that so exactly. there you go. You will be stuck with us till the end of time. <laughs> you could right.
1: do worse. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, animatronic, Autobot kind <laughs> of things.
0: I thought with this whole Super Bowl this this past week and the halftime show, I thought for sure they're going to have hologram Tupac come out, but <laughs> they had a Fat Fifty Cent
1: instead. <laughs> That'd be funny if they had him and he got shot on stage. He'd be like, "Damn."
0: Wow, that would be that would be kind of funny. That'd
1: be kind of It's, it's not too soon. It's it's enough time, I think. We
0: enough time the is <laughs> Can have like like hologram Biggie shooting them or like we can do whatever we want Like you know, no one
1: Biggie shooting hologram Tupac.
0: I bet like it's a it's like a duel. Like they're both they shoot each other at the same time.
1: Shoot each other, boom! Hologram right? shoot each other. They're out.
0: They're out. There you go. But alas, that was not what we got. <laughs>
1: That would have been cool. If we were on the committee, if they would have just collaborated with us just a little bit, they could have had this, this knowledge, this delicate genius knowledge dropped on them.
0: Why don't people put us on committees? Like we should be on a lot more committees. Like we could get a lot of better results. Board. We need to boards. Be on board. Put us on some boards. We can get some stuff done. We got knowledge. We got creativity. Like we could really step your brand event
1: App, everything. we
0: can step it up. We can improve it. We can make it better.
1: I'd be great in a board. i just call bullshit on everything. Like no, yeah. that's bullshit. We're not doing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like the uh the Larry <laughs> David commercial from the Super Bowl with the crypto. Yeah, <laughs> the wheel is like ah, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb. Can I tell you? It stinks. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that was pretty funny.
1: I didn't see. I hardly saw any of the Super Bowl.
0: I watched four plays total.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, so I was on an airplane coming back from New Jersey, and they, I didn't want to watch the like many hours of pregame. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. Whatever. I was watching other stuff. I actually started watching the movie. And then I decided after the movie, it was in the like the first quarter. I'm like, oh, perfect time. I'll switch over to the game. Well, I guess it had the dish on there. But because I didn't switch over, or maybe the seat I was in, or the fact that they don't like me, I couldn't get onto the game. Like it was, it was listed as ENBC, and then I went went to it. They're like, it's a pay channel. I'm like, where's the regular NBC? Like, was it on NBC? Whatever it was, I think they had so yeah, E version of it, and it, it was just like, I couldn't get it. So I was like looking, like two rows up, <laughs> and the game was on, like really small.
0: Like weren't a lot of people watching the Super Bowl at that time on the plane?
1: They weren't a lot. They weren't a lot. <clears throat> yeah, you're like fuck this game. Okay, That's right. These teams. Okay. We're not
0: flying to L. A. We're not flying to uh, who else played Cincinnati. So you know,
1: I don't even know who's playing.
0: Who even knows? Yeah, yeah. I watched only like four plays because I was building a bed, and I just I was just I didn't care. Like I really just didn't care. Oh, <laughs> we'll say one of the best days to go skiing super bowl sunday and the super bowl monday like the day after best days to go skiing especially the last decade or so in new england with the patriots always kind of being in the super bowl people have be like dude i gotta leave the mountain i gotta get back we gotta watch the game Tom brady's gonna win ballot check West Welka, they were always off the mountain super early because they were driving back home and getting ready right. for the game. Got to get home. Got to, you know. That that was my favorite part of the Belichick-Brady era is that it kept everybody off the mountain oh, full the mountain. Sunday.
1: Yeah. Right. Go home. Got to go, go home. home, dude. Brady's go. on today. Go home, kid
0: but alas we're in a different era everything's changed so we're gonna talk a little olympics mario's got a trip he's leaving for in a couple days mm-hmm. that's our main topic we're excited things are fun thank you so much for listening we appreciate it check us out skibumpodcast.com. if you want to send us a comment if you want to chide us love us whatever direction you want to go SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com Check us out on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, Atskeebum Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps: iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't know Stitcher, maybe Amazon. It's all we're all over the place. So we're
1: everywhere. You
0: if you're listening to this,
1: to do it for you.
0: Listen, if you're listening to this, you've already found us. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I do thank you. That's we thank you for listening, and we want to thank. Our awesome sponsors. How about Terracia? T E R R A C E A T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com. Premium cold weather solutions. Their mission is to create best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold weather environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, optimize all facets of their products. Go to their website, Teresia.com. Use the code TeresiaBum, all one word, 15% off. Lovely. Also, huge thank you, Paradise Skis, ParadiseSkis.com. They make seriously fun skis. They're all about making skiing as fun as possible, whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, Bringing the parking lot. après, or getting up early to go for that huge backcountry objective. It is their mission to build skis and snowboards that allow their customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. Go to paradise skis.com, use the code skibum15 15% off. They got the reds, the resort skis, they got the blue, the backcountry skis, they got the greens, the splitboards. They are awesome. Thank you so much, Paradise skis. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do.
1: It's time for I'll Pray today. today. So, uh, let me see, what did I do last week? Did I do the same thing last week? So I have the juicy pale ale? I three don't daughters?
0: think that's what you had last time.
1: I don't think it was.
0: I think but... you had a seltzer from three daughters.
1: I did have a self Right, So this is their Juicy Pale Ale. Juicy uh, Pale Ale. It's really good. They had a um, Beach Bond Ale that I was, I was big on like two years ago. And that thing is solid. It's still around. I uh, went to the Three Daughters Brewery two weeks ago. Somebody's birthday. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They had a band going. Uh, really nice brewery they have in St. Pete. Um, I think originally they had a Crystal River, but I'm not sure. Or three uh there's another area that I think the main one started at, but they've put a huge brewery in um St. Pete, and there's another one that's going right above the Hooters on at at uh Clearwater Beach. So they, they actually bought the top part of the Hooters and that's their collaboration with them.
0: I mean that's and, the most part of the Hooters, obviously.
1: That's right, that's right. And I put in a big brewery in there. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. Or a tasting room, whatever you want to call it. Brooders. 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 Uh, that Hooters, I'm kind of against. I, don't, I never like the service there.
0: Does anyone go to Hooters for the service?
1: I need good chicken wings and, and just at least decent service and service with a smile. Uh, that's why I go to the wing house now. Because Hooters just doesn't do it for me.
0: Who else like doesn't
1: the do it for you? I don't like the, the sauce. No, the sauce sucks. You know, having lived in Buffalo for a while, I come down here, have Hooters. I'm like, this is muff cabbage, just throw it right at him, mm. right back at him. But you know, the, the naked wings, which are actually pretty good. The big, no,
0: wings, the whole restaurant scene has really suffered terribly with covid i mean not in florida necessarily not but in florida <laughs> not in florida everyone's moving to florida that's where like everyone
1: everybody that went did everybody that quit their jobs and was on the covid pay wagon, you know bandwagon for pay yeah they went to hooters they'd be like i got free time let me go to hooters
0: or they were like they were working at one of those places up north they're like i'm getting fired i'm gonna go move to florida get a job down there
1: boom see as long as they want a job they have, they're still having problems getting people to wait on tables. I'm like, you usually wait on tables because you're making pretty good tips. Like, what's going on? Yeah, That's
0: it's authority. happening all over the place. I mean, we were just looking. It's funny. We, you were up last week yeah. in Jersey, and we, I was trying to meet up with you. But unfortunately, had some, some illnesses in the family that prevented it. And we were looking at places, and we were kind of reminiscing about places where you used to live. And I'm like, oh, the Tilted Kilt, which, if you're not familiar and of course you're not because you're a civilized person who lives in a ski town in, I, I don't know if it was just New Jersey or, or like the Northeast, there was a restaurant chain and the tilted kilt. It was kind of like a Hooters. I
1: think but they have one in Vegas. At the, oh, uh, do Vegas. they really? I think that's a tilted kilt there. Um, it's sort of like an Irish bar Hooters. Yeah. They wear the the like schoolgirl skirts, you know, the little tilt, skirts and then they and the nice restaurant attire.
0: You are absolutely right, sir. It was actually founded in the Holy Land, Las Vegas, Nevada. You know your tilted kilt. Knowledge. I know
1: my I know my kilts. I know my I know way around kilts. kilt.
0: You do. Yeah, they just like they they wear their, like a little like the tartan pattern little like tiny little skirt thing and the I mean you know. There's a few in California too apparently.
1: Yeah, they they expanded out. And then I think they, I don't know if they expanded via franchise and the franchisees after a while are like, yeah, this isn't working. (laughs) This
0: They got, and it's hilarious too, because they have them in, they have a couple in California. There's one in Colorado Springs. So represent, represent one in Illinois, one in Kentucky, one in Nevada, one in Tennessee, and one in Virginia. What's hilarious is that they actually have like Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats. I will tell you we have been to one actually i've been to two because there was one when i was living in hoboken and there's the one in in wayne, wayne where we used to live yeah
1: oh it's gone by the way
0: you don't go for the cuisine like yeah. you're not like
1: you know like, i oh, this watch football there all the time
0: we watched usc there once that was actually really fun
1: that was good they had uh no cover for the usc
0: yeah that was pretty awesome and it was like what a mile from your house if that
1: oh yeah but I think You could,
0: could drive home drunk from your house from the from the tilted kilt. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Oh and I used to go with uh who's that guy? It was one of our buddy Steve's friends, Cody. He used to go there and he would go literally for the pregame like twelve o'clock and he would stay till the eight o'clock game was over. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. He would Uber out, Uber home. And I'm like, and that was the agreement he had. He had like two little babies. I think they were like, I think his youngest was like a year, year and a half. I'm like, how do you get out of the house? Your your wife is a saint for watching the kids. And he would just go out. Or a psychopath. Yeah. He One or of the other games. And that was his thing he did on sun- Sundays. I was like, he'd be like, I'm going to be out here. Be like, yeah, I'll stop in for a few hours. I can't go from 12 to like. Twelve o'clock at night, so I'm not yeah. gonna be there twelve hours, but i will meet you for for two
0: that's that's some serious dedication and it is fun now we will say because we are not sexist, we are just weird gross dudes, but they do have gentlemen who work there also, and they wear sort of like black armor looking outfits Wow, so you know so it's not just not just the ladies
1: just the ladies, but the dudes too. Um, killed. How did it
0: yeah, all closed how, up? How know. did we, There used to be at least like 5 or 6 in New Jersey and they're all closed now.
1: I think they had somebody told me they had them in Florida uh and like even before I moved here and they closed up. So, I don't know if they expanded so much and then they just shrunk up and gone and now it's all Hooters down here, it's all Hooters and Wing House and Mothers isn't really. It's it's mainly Hooters and Wing House are the big ones. Yeah, but Wing House has good wings. I gotta say, I've they're never been to one. food. They have pizzas now. Like they're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Focusing on the food. Their outfits were a little more modern. I think Hooters just made a change to their outfits or something. Like it was a big deal. So um, I don't know. It's and then the Hooters, the Hooters corporate is here. In Florida,
0: that is the funniest word. The, the funniest two words together. Who's <laughs> corporate?
1: Who's corporate? I want the big hoot.
0: <laughs> what what is like the CFO wear? Is like the CFO have to wear like some sort of outfit like that?
1: So if you're wearing a shirt and tie, you've got chicken wings <laughs> up all over, is that acceptable? Like, I'm sorry, I just I went out for lunch, right? Um, no, but they have this other place called Pete and Shorty's and they they it as, I think it's listed as like an Ohio eatery or something like that. But I guess the corporate people from Hooters, I think, started it. So I think it's loosely connected with Hooters in some way. And um, it's right next to the, the, the one, the original Hooters that's on, that's over here, not at the beach. I think that's the original, original, original. Right next to it is a Pete and Shorty's, uh, Iowa Beach Joe. Is it Iowa? I don't remember. Uh but they have like the little White Castle burgers, but they're bigger than the White Castle. So there's one day we went and I was like, you know, it's not Hooters with this with the girls, right? It's just like a regular cool little bar, tiny place, but they have the little burgers, like the little and uh I remember ordering like I was like, oh, they're like little, you know, White Castle. I'll I'll order like six and or six, eight, like three of them, like, yeah, they're more like sliders. Yeah. But they have that like taste, you know the the, the makeup of it. So pretty cool, pretty cool steamed place. burger thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. But and everything comes out fast. I'm like, how is it ready right now?
0: <laughs> you think it's fast?
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: you just how you're in a nice environment. You're enjoying the view. Like you don't realize how time doesn't. It ticks a little slower, right?
1: Exactly.
0: It just goes by fast.
1: Yeah, so we digress into the... So three uh, daughters. Restaurants. restaurants.
0: I don't know how we got into the topic, three daughters.
1: I wonder if the three daughters all work at Hooters.
0: My father-in-law is a father of three daughters, and they had a a poster or a sign that said, there is a special place in heaven for a father of three daughters.
1: Nice. There you
0: go. And knowing his three daughters, (laughs) I know now why he moved to Norway. It's very,
1: And this very is why he's re- renounced his citizenship. He
0: had to go across an ocean to get away from these.
1: Uh, that's funny.
0: I don't blame him. <laughs> so I decided to go and just search what was in the fridge. I went deep. I went like way back, way back, put my arm back there, found some old pickles, you know, found uh, something a little fuzzy. And I got something I'm not proud of. It's not amazing.
1: It takes you where you need to go. It doesn't have to be amazing or proud. It's an opera today is what it is. It's an opera
0: today. It was really warm today. This week has been so bizarre. There was a day, I think it was Tuesday. It was so cold here. It was probably like, it maybe got to 20 degrees, 21 degrees. I put, I put my space heater on in the basement. The first time this winter, I'm usually like, I'm that guy. I'm like, Putting on the space heater is for pussies. I don't put it on. I'm i fu- I'm a man. I like a cold. I'm a you skier. Like a I like a temperature
1: cold. that you'll you'll put it on, right? But you Dude, can't.
0: It just it was just that that day, man. Like I don't know if it's because I had my lack of sleep with my son having a stomach virus over like that night, or I, I don't know what it was. I just I had also had a shake, like a cold, like frozen berry. So it was yeah. it was probably in the fifties in the basement. I'm working, and I had a cold, like shake. And I just was like, I'm putting on this frigging space heater. Yeah. And then today it got to almost Probably sixty when you degrees.
1: Work in a place that's cold. It's not that it's cold, and that you're you you can not handle it. It's that you're sitting in that environment for like hours, and after like the second, third hour, you're like frozen down. Like
0: my like, fingers were getting numb. Like I was yeah. actually shaking. It was so cold after drinking oh, yeah. that shake. So it's so cold. So I put on the space heater. That was I think Tuesday. Today, sixty degrees. It got to here. There's like some weird weather pattern kind of rolling through. So I'm like, oh, you know yeah, what?
1: 82 here.
0: Jesus. <laughs> like it's getting warm. It was a warm, like little tiny blip of weather. I'm going with a summertime hard seltzer. So oh, I got the old go. Kirkland grapefruit. It's so crazy Like in watching some of those Super Bowl ads. And we talked about it, I think last week, just the amount of new ways to find alcoholic beverages that they are coming out with now. Yeah. Like they're just... Like everything. There's like a booze version of everything now. You got
1: smear enough you know, tampons now. You put them right up
0: here. Right? There you go. So easy. The one commercial, I don't know if I don't know if, I, don't think, I don't think it was a Super Bowl commercial. Again, I didn't really watch much of it. It was for that uh the canned water stuff. Is it like hard water or like oh, badass weird. water?
1: They're doing hard water with alcohol. Well, no,
0: it? it it doesn't have alcohol, but it's wow. in a can.
1: Okay.
0: I forget what it's called. It has some like really kind of like you know, funny looking gothic font on there and stuff. But they're showing uh, what like...
1: What are you talking about? Uh, devil water or something like that? I
0: don't think it's called that. They, they showed like... They showed like all these kids like drinking it and they're like playing like Judas Priest breaking the law. It's, like breaking the law and like all the kids are drinking it and they're going crazy and you see like some pregnant lady come out and she's drinking it. Like it was funny. It was a pretty funny commercial. Uh, I think funny. It was on during the Olympics. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's called the- Hard water or something. Canned water. It's a canned one. Talking about it's got
1: like an, liquid oh, death. Like, is that I, what it is? Liquid death. Yes. Mountain water. Celebrities that were were advertising. For that.
0: I think that's the one. I think it was like liquid
1: death. Liquid death. Yes, that sounds familiar. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: That's what I got. Every Nothing exciting costco i look at the kirkland ones and i'm like you know i want to get them but i don't want to get an enormous pack just to try
0: them yeah i got like a 35 pack they are super mediocre at best There maybe because usually you know what i of all the kirkland things i've bought this is in the top 10 of disappointments i will Uh, tell you that
1: i'm glad i didn't get it
0: i buy kirkland everything and i'm usually like This is pretty good. This is because a lot of times they do. Now, do you remember in the 90s? Were you that guy? Because I was that guy. Remember the designer imposter's cologne? Yes. Do you remember that shit? Dude, it's like it's CVS and it's like, hey, if you like polo sport, you're going to love like reach around. It's like smells just like it. Allegedly. It didn't smell anything like it. It was like a crappy version of it. That's kind of what the Kirkland uh, Seltzer is like. Is like, hey, if you like White Claw or Truly or whatever, like this will get you to where
1: you need to go. Like not- Red Bulls. It'll get Red Bulls. you drunk. <laughs> It'll get you drunk.
0: Samuel Jackson.
1: It's the Samuel Jackson, not the Red. Bulls, yeah. But-
0: so that's I, again top ten. Most disappointing Kirkland products. Wow! So when, one's when hard you, So the
1: problem with the seltzers, right? Some of them have like an aftertaste for me, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like if I try it, they kind of taste a little. I don't know. Just not in the in the wheelhouse. So. Well,
0: I always find it really funny when they say serve ice cold, but make sure you can't taste it. <laughs> best way to consume it.
1: You can if you can <laughs> freeze out your your palate. That'd be the best.
0: Yeah, if you just can't even have, if you have no taste buds. This is the drink for you. I don't know. It just has like, you know, that kind of fake taste to it. Yeah. See, I don't it's, like the fake taste. But it's grapefruit. So no one really eats grapefruit anymore. That's like so, such an...
1: and my wife is big on it and I and I kind of agree because of the flavor profile. But like the white claw is like the the one that hits and then they have a new one that we saw the other day. It's a simple name. But it's it's basically like a pocket a salsa though. So it's almost like a high noon, but not as sweet as the high noon.
0: There was some commercial for some, like, it's like some finish like drink.
1: It sounds finish, but I think it's whatever from an iceberg. Or something. Of <laughs> course. It's a uh, long drink. Oh, that's the new one I saw. What was that? The long drink. Yeah, I saw that, but... um.
0: Because there was some what's the beer? Is it no? It's Icelandic. The uh ice ice stock. It's actually pretty good.
1: Ice stock, is that ice stock.
0: That one's pretty good, yeah. Long drink.
1: The long drink.
0: What the hell is it?
1: I don't know. But I saw a commercial for it and I was like, damn, that looks pretty good. Okay, seltzer brands. And this was a mixed drink. This was
0: no carbs, no sugar. Five percent alcohol. Now thats the funniest thing to me. They're all like talking about how to. Hey, man, no calories, like no carbs, like you'll still get messed up on it. It's like this is this is the way I want to live my life. I want to I want to be hammered, but I want to have sweet abs.
1: I'm looking that's, at a uh, a top ten ranking. Remember those? Remember I mentioned the Capo Chico ones? Those are ranked number three, and I I thought they were pretty good
0: long drink is a top-selling category of alcohol in Finland, a legendary taste that is now available in America. Nice. The roots of long drinks go back to the 1952 Summer Games in Finland when the country of only 4 million people was still recovering from WW2. Concerned with how to serve drinks quickly enough to all the visitors, the government commissioned the creation of a revolutionary new liquor. And so the first long drinks were born. Ah, see, government isn't totally useless.
1: That's right. Yeah. Not totally bad, right?
0: It's pretty much vodka and piss. They said they had had to crank it out quickly.
1: Crank it out. Got a lot of horse piss in there, but don't worry about it. It kills the germs.
0: Okay. Apparently, it is gin with natural flavors. This is natural. Think about it. That's right. It's gin and pee and sugar. I don't know.
1: There you go. The ones that I was thinking about that are new, they're vodka soda drinks. And they're good because they don't have too much... Like They're not that sweet. I hate this website already.
0: You should just get a long drink instead.
1: What is the thing that pisses me off about any of these alcohol or these websites?
0: What were you asking you your birthday. age? Yeah. What is your birthday? It's like, can you just give me a yes or
1: do, do you care? No. Just,
0: just give Have me a yes or no,
1: bro. Over 21 or under or 18, like, I don't know. Why is it yes. 21 drinking age? It's ridiculous.
0: You know, it's funny. A 21-year-old now is born in 2001.
1: <sighs> yeah, a 21-year-old about that. Year old can go to, go to war, but can't fucking vote, but they can't drink. And they like, there's a lot of shit they can't do. It's true. ridiculous. It's very bizarre. These neutral vodka soda drinks. Neutra? Neutral. Neutral. With the umlau. Oh. Neutral. So they sound exotic, but it's probably by like Sam Adams or some shit. <laughs> Let's see.
0: By Coors, yeah. By Coors. Neutral. Yeah, look at that. It's neutral. Neutral vodka. Neutral vodka soda. Vodka soda. Black raspberry. All
1: added sugar and gluten-free. So there's no added sugar, which I'm fine with because that means it's real fruit juice.
0: There you go. Look at that.
1: Yeah, they're actually pretty pretty tasty. So when I go bowling on Fridays, i show up to bowling last week. They have these. I'm like, I got to try one. So I tried the whole gambit. I'm like, let's, let's do a tasting. I'm doing all the flavors.
0: Wow. So they got, uh, it's like blackberry, raspberry, cherry. They got two different grades of it. They got neutral seven. That's like the cranked up seven percenter. Wow, and they got they the didn't regular have those
1: food. at the bowling alley. It's bowling alley. You have the most <laughs> alcohol I
0: mean, Bowling sober is like fishing sober.
1: Fuck yeah. Wow. So I had the raspberry, it was great. The mango and the pineapple were great. The watermelon was a little weird, I gotta say. It was okay, but it had a little bit of dude. Watermelon's a tough flavor to fake. It is. This went to the Jolly Rancher side of the flavor, mm. right? Which wasn't bad because it wasn't too sweet, but it still wasn't my favorite. The other f- flavors were really good. And they weren't like super powerful, you know, and sweet. Nice. So I was kind of I was impressed. I was like, wow, these are really good. <laughs> um because mm-hmm. I like the high noons. The high noons are a little bit sweeter.
0: So neutrals where it's at.
1: Yeah. The high noons, though, they have like I saw I was in the store last week. And I saw they had like two different seasonal sampler packs. Like they had like a tropical. I'm like, okay, that's a little too much.
0: They got eggnog flavor. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Eggnog <laughs> seltzer.
0: Eggnog seltzer. Oh, why not? There's no rules anymore.
1: Why not? yet? a smooge. That's a. Uh, God
0: damn, Dude, smooge is going to blow up this summer. They're going to have all kinds of crazy ass flavors.
1: So you know who should buy a smooge is JB Smoove. And he bought JB Smooge. That'd be great,
0: I like the Caesar flavor. Everything. Oh, do they come in chalices? Chalice flavor. They can come in a chalice. Oh, in a
1: chalice. Uh, chalice can? can. No, with one of those pull tabs, like the old pull tabs. Yes. You open the chalice and you drink out of that.
0: Dude, Smooch is gonna blow up this summer. Wait dude, for I'm it. I'm
1: writing it down now. I just bought some stemless wine glasses and stemless <laughs> champagne glasses because my wife and I we have a lot of champagne and a lot of wine. Um. Costco Champagne, that one with the purple label, awesome.
0: awesome. <laughs> I think it's the one with the percolator. I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you look for that, it's like 6 and it's delicious. Have it in everything. Um, look at that. So we usually have, so we start getting worried if we go under eight bottles in the house. So we usually have two in the fridge.
0: You get worried when you are under eight bottles of champagne.
1: Under eight bottles, because you know when you start. You have friends over, you start ripping through them. It's it becomes champagne Sunday, and you know things get blurry. But
0: I don't understand your life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, Dude, and red wine. Now I, I just on. I have to mainline coffee all day just to stay alive on a Sunday. I'm that like is that, it. and
1: then I switch over to alcohol. It's yeah. bad. Um, that and red wine. Been doing a lot of uh, Italian and Argentinian wine, and that's it. Like my wife's off of California wine. She, I'm out. There's a thing with California wines. I don't know. I don't. I don't quite understand it. But apparently, there's a podcast that's saying they have more sugar than the, the Italian wines. I don't know if it's because of harvest lately or or what the hell is.
0: Goddamn harvest.
1: I don't know. I I don't think they add sugar. I think it's just different berry, but. I don't know I'm fine drinking a nice Tuscan.
0: <laughs> look at you, look at nice you, Mr. Mr. Fancy over here.
1: Chug on that, or you know, Mr. You Fancy, doing? I love it. Having dinner, what do we do? Break open a bottle of wine like a bunch of you know cultured people. Yeah, but I had to get something without the stem because we got the dog running around, and it's easier for it not to tip over. So
0: I'm a huge fan of the stemless wine glass.
1: Yeah, I never had stemless and and now I'm like, why why did I have glasses in the first place? Like I'll I'll drink wine out of like a regular, you know how I like I've been to Europe and you sit down and they give you the table wine and you drink it out of like a regular, like a milk, like a, a jelly glass. You know what I mean? I like that. I love that. So I started drinking it out of a regular highball glass. I'm like, corn wine and highball. I'm like, I don't want to walk around the bar to go to get the glass. I'm too lazy. So I just grab it out of the cupboard. I'm like, we're drinking, we're using these. I started that. And now my wife is like, Hey, that was a good idea. <laughs> <It's really laughs> easy to do it. So
0: I prefer a red solo cup for my wine.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Okay, you No, know, it's good.
1: Would, would you like some? Oh, and then the best is you go to the restaurant and you see the people with the full glass of ice and they pour the red wine in there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Wait, you've
0: What's seen like? people at a restaurant with ice? Oh, my God. I, you, just
1: want to, you want to slap it out of the hand. I went to a wine bar last week. St. Pete, nice wine bar, French French place. And there was a lady, oh, can I have a glass of uh, of, of ice on the side? And the lady gave it to her and walked away and watched. And I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like, See put like the whole fucking thing in that in that glass. And sure enough. <laughs> you wanted a Slurpee? <laughs> might as well go to 7-Eleven and get like.
0: So, do you have a Vitamix back there? Can you make me a wine Slurpee out of this? <laughs>
1: I was like, why? why not? Why not? Why? Why drink nice wine? Just just drink whatever. Hey, you know what? Like, that was pay,
0: a $500 bottle of wine she put on the rocks.
1: <laughs> right. Put it on the rocks.
0: You know what? I, that would have gotten me upset years ago. I just really don't care anymore what anyone I does.
1: I, you know? It's, it's like, fascinating to me, though, because I'm like, I just want to know, like, why? Is it, does it, you, you think it tastes better? Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know.
0: Sour grapes. You ever see that wine documentary?
1: Uh, I may have on Netflix.
0: I think it's called Sour Grapes. About like the guy who made like fake wine.
1: Fake wine out of what?
0: Well, he like took like real wines, but said it was like a much older, fancier wine.
1: Dude, a sommelier could sell you a bottle of wine, in a in and pl- half of people wouldn't know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. Documentary about, about the fine and rare wine auction market centering around a counterfeiter who befriended the rich and powerful and sold millions of dollars of fraudulent wine to the top auction houses. That's awesome. Sour grapes.
1: Ah, uh, great.
0: Fantastic, right?
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you guys wanted to pay for it. That That's what it's worth to you. Yeah. Great. And
0: the thing is, like, a lot of those people who buy it are like these, like, just rich dickheads who were like, oh, yes, I bought this blah, 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 blah. from 1942. Yeah. This survived World War II in a French bunker, and, and now and, I bought it. I'm having it with a glass of ice so I can truly enjoy it.
1: That's right. And really, it's a 2020 Chuck Shaw.
0: <laughs> Dude, man.
1: I, I'm, just, I'm down Chuck-Jaw. with Chuck.
0: <laughs> I'm I just like saying, Chuck,
1: and they, and they wouldn't know the difference, right? Like, uh,
0: Some people don't. Yeah, some people just wanna yeah, wanna sell the sizzle as they say.
1: I've had some really expensive wine and I've in tastings I haven't bought anything hugely expensive, but I've tasted it like I don't know why this is this much money. Like I don't know why it's four hundred or two hundred dollars, like whatever.
0: Yeah, my wheelhouse. I mean, my my wine of choice, Apothec Inferno. It is a wine. It's a mixed red, whatever the hell they do. I like the and they apothic. they yeah. finish it in whiskey barrels for sixty days to so get a little bit of that like whiskey yeah. anger to it. And I like that. It's fourteen bucks a bottle. That's my fan. That's my fancy
1: wine. Nice. I don't like that one because it, it the whiskey barrels. I like the other you one. Don't the like the whiskey barrels. Red blend. I like that. What yeah. do they really call that one though? The crush it's like a black label or something the dark dark yeah the yeah. dark it's a red wine blend
0: they have like a coffee not, one not too
1: oh uh, yeah okay
0: no uh, i love the, the inferno is my jam that's my my go-to fan nice. fancy wine
1: That and a nice nice a steak
0: or a steak oh oh so yeah ribeye off the grill bottle of that good to go
1: you know i don't drink red wine anymore i don't know what it is I just been in the, in the. I mean, I don't drink white wine anymore. I just drink red wine.
0: Yeah, well, I don't even know the point of white wine. I'm sure people love it. I just, you know,
1: I like my Chardonnay once in a while, <clears throat> and I'll make a you know a nice white wine. Um, what you gonna call uh, a uh, sangria once in a while in the summer? But it's got to be hot as it falls out. And then I'll make it <laughs> by the pool. But they could
0: they could take all the world's white wine dump it into a reservoir and make snow out of it and I'd be much happier.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Right? You, you fall and you're like, num, num, num. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm eating wine.
0: Imagine, I could see like Deer Valley doing that. They're like, we have just, instead of using regular water to make our snow, we decided to buy out 200,000 gallons of white wine and make uh, snow out of the white
1: wine. They're like Deer, Deer Valley Wine Week
0: that That's what they should do
1: winter wine winter wine week winter wine week
0: winter wine week yeah. at deer Everybody valley their
1: wine have a one run where you just dump wine snow white
0: wine snow i don't know the physics and the chemistry if, if that's possible, but it's God amazing. damn it, if anyone can figure it out it's deer valley that, that's right, right. <laughs>
1: We've had to put a bubble and make it really super cold in this one area, but it's all wine. It's
0: It's worth it, baby. Worth it. Gwyneth will love it. (laughs) Well, speaking of Deer Valley. Let's go to ski news. Speaking of Deer Valley, and how about the opposite ski resort of Deer Valley? Arapahoe Basin. Commits huh? to preserving the skiing experience while neighbors falter. Mm. I skied at A Basin last year for the first time, and I knew the moment I drove up to it, I was like, "This is my kind of spot." I drove. You know, if you've ever been there, and you've taken the road from Keystone. And you take, you kind of, I think it's Route 6, the Windy Road. It's not the one direction you're coming across the Loveland Pass, the continental divide. Other one is coming from Keystone. And you kind of drive along this like, curvy road, and you look up and you go, there's no way that's an inbound trail, right? And you're like, there's no way. And you go up to the resort, and you look at the trail, and you're like, oh, shit, that is a double black inbound trail. Nice. Palovicini is what it is. Uh, it's super gnarly, but super fun it's there's just nothing at the base they got one little place with like a restaurant and a shop they got the ticket place they got another little thing that's it there's no village there's no nonsense the terrain is gnarly they have snow until june a basin is absolutely a beautiful amazing spot it is one of my favorite places to go this article is from the good folks at unofficial networks and <laughs> i like it because uh yeah it, it's the Perfect counter to all the negative crap we've all been hearing about the Veil experience this past winter. I mean, how many more articles do we have to talk about where it's like, oh, the lines were so long and it was awful and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is like a happy, positive, fun, good story. So that's why this one makes me happy. I am pulling the story up right now because I don't have the link. Good photos, too. Yeah, the place, it's, again, what you see is what you get there in that picture. I mean, that's that's really what the whole base is like down there. And they don't have these, like, ridiculous lines. They don't have people at the village all complaining. And you just, you roll up. You know, if you get a... See? They have no. extremely limited parking. If you don't get a spot, like, there's nowhere to go. So you will not be skiing today. But, nice. like, that crew there, like, you see those people there, like, that's The tents were set up, and that's like not like a special occasion. Like that's just what they do. Like they just
1: there's always people
0: there. Yeah.
1: Overhang, hang out in the sun, and just chill out.
0: Yeah. Uh that's the article saying that's mostly because uh doesn't it feel like most of this news related to the ski industry is pretty doom and gloom. That's mostly because the other resorts across the country are drawing intense criticism for long lift lines, overcrowding on the slopes, and the whole other mess of problems that are the result of overselling passes. Mm. Some people have come to accept this dystopian ski experience as the new norm, but others are actively fighting against it. A-Basin is leading that charge. It is a true classic that has been highly regarded as one of the best ski areas for decades. And it mentions the Pavolchini lift, which is leads you to some pretty glorious terrain despite the ski areas overwhelming popularity in ski culture a basin has made a firm commitment to preserving the ski experience a basin could very easily follow its competitors by selling tons of passes to anybody that will buy one but they've chosen to do the exact opposite because they're not a gross corporation that is beholden to their stockholders The ski area actively limits season and daily pass sales to preserve the skiing experience to do this. So guests can enjoy their time on the slopes and to prevent extremely long lift lines, even on the busiest days, rather than maximize profits on a season to season basis. A basin is banking on establishing long-term relationships with guests by making them happy. What an an incredible concept. How could they ever do that? (laughs) Yeah. Happiness over profits.
1: Unbelievable, right? Yeah. You can profit from your happiness, but you got to build the happiness first.
0: Exactly. They said limiting pass sales has actually paid off for A-Basin. They've made their core season pass holders happy and are establishing a base of recurring daily pass guests who can actually enjoy skiing on weekends and holidays. Imagine that.
1: That's very cool.
0: Yeah, it's a great spot. And now they, a couple of years ago, they were on the Epic Pass. They joined, but it just decimated their their parking situation. I mean, yeah, they
1: yeah no they only have... The peak weekends with the parking, right? That was They just deal. don't
0: have a lot of space Like, and they're not yeah. going to expand to anything else. So yeah. they did the Epic Pass for maybe a year and then they went on to Icon and I, to be honest, I don't even know if they're on Icon anymore.
1: Yeah, I should definitely. look that up.
0: But yeah, it's a magical place. It's truly awesome. And again, it's, they're putting skiers first instead of profit first, which again, it sounds like a crazy thing to do, but it, it works. The place is awesome.
1: Very cool. All right, a little bit on a, a sobering note, Uh skier dies in uh, Grand Teton National Parks of- Apocalypse Collar. So on Sunday, February 13th, um, National Park Rangers and Teton County Search Rescue responded to a backcountry skier fatality inside Grand Teton National Park. So they're saying um, a skier fell while sending the Apocalypse Collar, a technical ski mountaineering line in the park's southern reaches. And they responded via helicopter, but the victim tragically died as, as a result of the accidents. So, um, you know, thoughts and, thoughts and prayers go out to the, to the family uh, of the victim and friends. Um, and they're saying that a climber in Death Canyon reported witnessing an individual fall in the apocalypse, Colar who appeared to be unresponsive. So then that alerted rangers and everybody to go there uh, to try to provide medical care. But Rad Radcliffe Spencer, a 27-year-old Jackson, Wyoming resident, was the uh, person that suffered that fatal fall while attempting to ski the colar. So, um, yeah, very sad that uh, they couldn't revive him. They tried; they did everything they could. But um, wow, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. But they're saying a cop a, a apocalypse Colar is considered uh, the Teton tetons uh one of tetons test piece ski mountaineering objectives and involves several several repels and technical steep skiing so 2013 there's an avalanche an avalanche that killed a skier in the same location so it's a very dangerous area um yeah i don't know if they were just trying to do that just to get it done but uh it's very sad. Very sad when that happens. Um,
0: Sucks. yeah. 27 years old. And they said, this too, that they, there's four other members of his team, and they were all transported out via helicopter.
1: Man. Yeah, you know, when we were in Crested Butte, and we were talking to the people at the Avalanche Center, one of the things they said that, that you don't realize, when people go out, a lot of times they'll go out with the basic stuff, and that is what they, just what it says, basic. You know, you're your your beacon probe shovel um transponder and transponder and uh that's the basic right like what happens if you cut yourself like they came across he he said he (laughs) came across somebody that that fell and they gashed their leg open on a rock and they're sitting there like oh yeah i tried putting pressure on they're looking at saying you're gonna need like stitches like they saw bone like it's pretty mm. bad so there's things that you don't realize in the backcountry that you do need um and it might save your life or someone else's life if you have it so uh it's very very sad i mean uh, it's just
0: yeah this one though i don't think anyone really could uh
1: yeah they were all in trouble themselves right
0: yeah so Oof. yeah it's, it's bad just, news
1: yeah bad news
0: yeah, it's unfortunate, but sadly this is this is what happens sometimes. But back onto the positive notes, our good friends at the Indy Pass, our pal Doug Fish, we've got a new addition to the pass, and it's Sunlight Mountain Resort in Colorado. Which is there you go. There you go. the crowd goes wild. The first resort in Colorado to join the Indy Pass. No blackout dates, and it is available immediately this season. It is located in the heart of Colorado ski country, tucked between Vail and Aspen. At sunlight, you'll park for free, walk to the lifts, and never stand in a lift line. I like that. And without the big crowds, the powder lasts for days. All 72 trails lead back to the lodge where you can stow your gear, meet your family and friends, and get something hot and delicious at the grill. The entire team here at Sunlight is excited to join the Indy Pass family of independent ski areas, and we can't wait for you to come and enjoy a two-day taste test. We are confident you'll enjoy spreading out on our 730 acres, served up the old-school Rocky Mountain way," said Sunlight's Troy Hawks. Nice. So let's get some stats here. So Sunlight Mountain not you know it's obviously off the beaten path a bit. It's not the big ones that you always hear about. But they got seventy-two trails. Let's hear about the mountain itself.
1: I've seen the logo, and it almost looks like another logo logo.
0: Is it Brighton? No,
1: I think it might be Brighton. It looks Maybe. similar. Well, will get now, but you might be right. Brighton looks similar.
0: Let's see, I'm trying to find the stats here for the, the vertical. Let's see, let's see.
1: Oh, uh, it does look similar to Brighton.
0: Has kind of a sun.
1: Same color, well, similar colors. <clears throat>
0: Sunburst same. thing. Not the yeah.
1: same, but yeah.
0: I'm trying to find some stats. I got. They have the mountain here as one of their categories, but I'm not seeing any sort of statistics. I'm gonna figure it out. Don't you worry. Casanova Glades look kind of fun. Sunlight Mountain. Let's see.
1: Yeah, add to in the past. I like it. Yeah. You Here we go. We're saying
0: 2,000 feet of vertical. That wow. Is not too shabby. So you got top elevation is 98.95. Base is 78.85. So you got 2,010 feet of vertical. 20% beginner, 55% intermediate, 20% difficult, 5% most difficult. Average snowfall, 252 inches. Hmm. This seems like a really solid spot. And you know, again, because of all this the epic past stuff and you know, the Vale, the Breckenridge, the blah blah blah. You have these giant destinations. But now you got a place like this. Let's be honest, most people, 90, let's say 7% of people, this is enough terrain for them. Yeah. Like this is a, this is solid terrain. This is great. I oh, love. We
1: have a ski, swim, and stay package. So after you ski, you can swim. Well, as after swimming. this World's largest hot spring pool.
0: World's largest hot spring pool.
1: That looks pretty awesome.
0: That does sound pretty awesome.
1: It's like a massive pool outside of, of the resort. I guess served by a natural hot spring. Dude,
0: that place looks awesome. <laughs> that <laughs> whole cool. that hotel. And that hot spring looks freaking awesome.
1: Like, I was like, they, I saw the picture. I'm watching the video. And they show, you know, family leaving the mountain. And they show this, like, hotel. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this in the summer? It's like, no, this is after spring.
0: Did you see there's, like, the Iron Mountain hot springs? Yeah. Because there's two of them. There's, it looks like there's the Glenwood hot springs, and then there's the Iron Mountain I think they're both part of it. Dude, that Glenwood one is like, it's like two, two gigantic
1: pools. Yeah, like Olympic sized pools put together.
0: That is so, this place looks freaking awesome.
1: That's pretty cool. So that's, that's their deal ski, swim, and stay. I like that. Wow. That's a little golden gem. That's a little Opry, Opry Dude. swim.
0: Ah uh, man, like these indie pass resorts, like people Dude, people are I'm sleeping. People are
1: swim. This we
0: know like, we know they're selling a lot of indie like pass. Right
1: Dude,
0: this is better. This is next level.
1: <laughs> this is yeah, it is. Jeez.
0: So many less dudes in this one. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. This this is definitely a place we gotta get out to.
1: Yeah, this is on the list. Love it. I'm writing it, I'm writing it down again.
0: Well, there is a 50 or a 5,900 acre lot available in Glenwood Springs, which is where Sunlight Mountain is, for a the small amount of $80 million. Oh, that's cheap. I mean, maybe we should each get one.
1: We should. Might as well. Right? I mean, it would yeah, it seem. It would
0: seem very uncivilized.
1: Instead of going to Utah, go here.
0: Yeah. I, she could do worse, right? Right. Maybe, maybe go, you know, slum it in Aspen for a day and then come back here.
1: They just jump in there and, like do it in there for a day or two. Right? Make that happen.
0: Not bad, not bad. I like it. Boom. Sunlight. Don't sleep on it. And we got one more kind of little tiny story here. Kings and Queens of Corbett's happened today. Now, I don't know if you've watched it or not yet. I, watch it. I'll be honest. I have not watched it, but they do have on the website, they have the whole entire yeah, the
1: event, event
0: the whole event replay here. One thing I did notice though, on social media is that they were showing the conditions at Jackson today, specifically Corbett's cool and it is not, not ideal. ideal. It's not like it was last year where it was dumping snow all week and it was fluffy and fun. A little all rough. Right.
1: You gotta earn your turns.
0: A little, uh, what the bodies hit the floor going on there and at, yeah. at the old couloir today. Like I said, I didn't watch it yet. They just happened this afternoon. <clears throat> I do love the new logo though. It's pretty awesome with like the crown that's like the couloir. Yeah. i did an awesome job. And the pictures of the king and the queen at drawings, those are pretty sweet too. So we have the link on there. We'll post it in the show notes if you want to check it out. I'm sure it was a badass event, like it always is. But
1: yeah, it's funny you get jazzed up looking at the like the past years and the highlights. They didn't put in the highlights to Instagram.
0: Oh dude, it's so cool. Yeah. It's
1: been kind of cool. Uh but yeah, it'd be good to watch that video, the whole the entire thing.
0: That'll be fun weekend viewing, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Don't oh, down it. time. Chuck that on.
0: Yeah, it's good, good clean fun for everybody. All right, now we're gonna pop into the old main topic, and
1: we got topic, to find.
0: Well, we're keeping it kind of, kind of loose again. It's been a theme lately. The Olympics. I've been watching a lot of Olympics. That's pretty much all I've been watching these days. After I, you know, take care of business, sit down on the couch. I know a lot of people are protesting the Olympics. I get it. Like, you know, I'm not
1: dying to put it on, but like I put it on, I'm like, I'm watching curling for like an hour or skate. Like I just watch anything.
0: Yeah. And you know, I get NBC, like their coverage is not the best. It never is. People complain every time.
1: It's like prime time summary show, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but you do miss a lot. If that's all you watch.
0: The timing is weird too. For us being on the East Coast in the US, yeah. China's, Beijing is 13 hours ahead. So if it's eight o'clock here on the East Coast, it's like 9 a.m. there. So you are getting to see some stuff live, but like there's a lot of the events that are happening at that time, which is cool. Yeah. But if you were on the West Coast of the US, it's probably a lot better because you could start watching at like five. And you could actually watch a bunch of bunch of stuff.
1: So you know, like it's like slopestyle on yesterday, and it was live. And I was like, "This is like do it early in the morning, something like that." Yeah,
0: Yeah, and if if you've been watching this at all, like the the skiing events, that mountain is super gnarly. Like the downhill course is super gnarly at the top. Like it's like a straight drop. Yeah. But again, you look at it from The like you look at the when they kind of zoom out and you can see the mountain range. This is not like anything else they've ever skied at. Like, this is like a bizarre, not ideal. What what do they call it? Like, like, like the rock or something, or the there's some term they've been using for the name of it because it's all man made snow. Number one, they average 10 inches of snow there a year, and they actually got like I think like three or four. They got like three or four inches of natural snow and it is super cold.
1: Yeah. So i saying it was like. like modest- cold for it. So they just make the snow. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. But it, you look at it, it's not like, you know, when you look at an, another normal mountain range, you know, you have the trees, you have. Oh, yeah. You know, you just have this, this kind of like.
1: Certain- you big air. Offset with in the background
0: the nuclear reactor, like yeah, like, oh. the, the power plant is right there. And there was one, I think it was the half pipe. They put a big tarp up with the Beijing twenty twenty two logo. So I don't know um, what what's behind that tarp. I don't know if they want to show something. us yep. covering something up. But there have been some highlights. There's been some some cool stuff going on. So one of the biggest things was Ryan Cochran Siegel, Burlington Vermont. <laughs> He got a silver in the super G, which was awesome. I don't know if you watched that, that race at all. He was, not. he actually had one little, one little, um, kind of mess up on one of the turns. Cause he was coming in, like, he was coming in the head of the leader and he, he oh, just, really? he just got a little, a little behind and he, uh, Won the silver, though. Like, he did awesome. And, of course, all the other people coming down. And it was cool because his mother had won a gold medal in the slalom 50 years earlier, Barbara Cochran.
1: Wow. Look at that.
0: And what's also super cool is that his family actually started and runs a resort in Vermont. Very nice.
1: Which resort is that?
0: It's called like Cochran's, the Cochran's Hill, Cochran Ski Area in Richmond, Vermont. And of course, because of the stupid weather, it says we will be closed today due to rain on Thursday the 17th.
1: Damn you, rain.
0: Yeah. It's just southeast of Burlington. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little hill that's where he learned to ski his, his mom, I think still runs it like it's it's such a like cool story about like their family and how they've always been just you know skiing has been part of their life.
1: That's really cool,
0: so it was cool to see him him pull off the uh, the silver medal and then also too, our pal Benji Alexander, Jamaica's first, he yeah. completed his his super G course actually it was a giant slalom, not the super G the giant okay. slalom. Okay. Now we knew he wasn't in metal contention, but, uh, he, he got down. Like he completed the course, which is it. so cool.
1: And then crashed and you know, whatever he's yeah. in the books as, as doing a, a whole run.
0: Yeah, I think he I think he finished like 38 seconds ahead of the the eventual gold medalist, but like dude, he got there. Like he did everything he had to do to qualify. He got there, he got down, he completed the race oh. and he's officially Jamaica's the first first official alpine skier. Like it's it's so cool. In, in the history
1: like, books forever. Yeah. In
0: history books forever. So we're happy for him. So congratulations Benji. That's yeah, that's so cool. Now we also had Slope side or slope style. Now, I don't know if you watched this at all,
1: but yeah, like I watched the Altog, uh Nick Steffer <sighs> last uh, last night. I watched it, and then the women's I did watch. That was the night before, wasn't it? Or
0: it might have been a couple nights before. Yeah, dude, that, that was course fun. was so gnarly too. Like that whole like great wall they had at the bottom there on like the last yeah. main jump. And Those you guys are go- awesome, dude, and the
1: girls are awesome that do it. I-
0: well, the thing is, it's funny. Now, this, this is probably sexist, and I'm going to get yelled at. But you watch the women, you're like, ooh, is she going to land? And you don't know. It's almost like watching college football versus watching professional football. Like.
1: Right the, yeah, the one girl, she tried, she's from Japan, I think, and she tried the triple, which hasn't been done. It's the triple backflip. Oh. And I'm like, I guess... It was done on social media. One of the girls that was competing, I think the one from Austria, Austria, she had done it, like just screwing around. And this one, I think she was from Japan. She did it and tried to, and almost landed it. Like She was very close. And it was like, wow, she had the guts to do it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the men's ones, like you watch these guys launch it and especially Alex Hall and Nick Epper and a couple other guys who finished in the top top like three or four. You watch their final landings and they're so unbelievably smooth. Like that's the thing that totally blew my mind. It's just they're doing these, you know, crazy 1620s and the way they're landing it is just like buttery smooth. It's not like a like a hard like thwap. It's just like
1: like like well, laying
0: had, down like a plane, like super smooth. I think
1: who came in third, that was the world champion. And he tried, what was it? Three was he from 16, Sweden? Sweden. He tried three of the sixteen, what are they, sixteen twenties or sixteen whatever it is. He tried he tried three of those in his run, and it was like, Holy crap. Like the amount of flipping was flipping all the way down the, the mountain. Yeah. Had he landed, you know, had he 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 messed up on two two of those uh, weren't big misses, but had he done those perfect, he would have just like blown everybody away. It was very cool.
0: Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Alex Hall, Nick Epper. They did. They were phenomenal. It was cool seeing us go one and two also.
1: Yeah. That was big.
0: Yeah. That was super cool. So that that was fun to watch. And then our pal on Instagram, Lindsay Jacobellis. Yeah. Finally, Lindsay. She finally got her gold medal. That's awesome. Um in uh, the snowboard cross, which is awesome. Now if you don't remember, this is Lindsay's fifth Olympics. Yeah. Like she's been around. Not in that way. Lindsay gets around. She's been around. 2006, 10, 14, 18, 2022. 20, so if you don't remember, and if she wants to forget, sure.
1: she did the same Olympics, right?
0: Yeah part of her unfortunate legacy was that back in Torino in 2006, she was way ahead in the snowboard cross. Mm. And it was like the last, the last feature. And she did like some trick and she crashed. And I mean, she was way ahead, but this, the next person came up and was able to beat her and she finished and got the silver medal. And that's kind of like, haunted her almost throughout her career because I mean, what was she like? 19 at that time, maybe 20. Like she was yeah. super, super young. And that's again kind of haunted her. And she she didn't mail the last couple Olympics, but she's been like a like on the World Cup circuit, she's always been at the top. She's been like the best of all time in in you know women's snowboard cross. And this year, she finally got the gold in the snowboard cross. And then they added another event. It was like a combined event. So it was one male, one female and her and um oh my god i'm blanking on his name i watched it is it is it <sighs> uh, hamilton rick hamilton oh my god i feel so bad i got to look it up cuz it was the mixed team snowboard cross and he went first the gentleman i know he's he's from michigan upper peninsula the up he was 40 years old because all they kept talking about, Baumgartner, Nick Baumgartner. Okay. All they kept talking about was how old the two of them are. They're like, their combined age is because he was 40, she's 36 or 7, 36. So they're like they are combined, 76 years old. They are older than the next team by blah blah blah. Like they they just kept talking about it over and over again. And it was pretty funny. So Wife and I, of course, were laughing about it the whole time. Uh, But it was great. Like it was so cool because um, you know, Nick started out and he he was again, he's 40 years old, which you know, in snowboarding, snowboard cross is ancient, yeah. But he was he was hustling, he was busting, he he got the top spot in the final run. And then Lindsay came in, she was she was back a bit, she was back a bit, but then she just like Turned it up, cranked it up, and the two of them won. It was just cool seeing like their motions at the end. They were so happy. So awesome. Lindsay got two gold medals, which is so awesome. So we're so proud of her, and it was great to see. And then there was a couple other things. So now I don't want to get too doom and gloomy, but I will. Just a, just a scotch. So women's slope side, Julia yeah. Marino from she's from Connecticut. She got a silver medal, which is awesome. Jamie Anderson, who was like supposed to go on to three Pete, like she had three rough runs. Like she, she didn't finish anywhere near the, uh, the top there, which is kind of a bummer because she's been kind of like the golden girl over the years and seeing her kind of, you know, not finish in the top three was, was kind of, again, it's, it's sad. It's almost like changing of the guard. And then you got Sean White, who competed for this fifth Olympics, and you know he had the gold medal in Pyeongchang, and he was making his comeback. And you know his last run, he was trying to to get move up to get a medal position, and he he crashed coming down, and you know he saw his emotions, and he sort he he really broke down because you know yeah. he knew it was his last competition, and he, you know he was feeling it because the run before where he got into the I think he got into like second place maybe. Like he was, he was, he was in cross intention yeah. and he was fired up. He was excited. It was, it was really cool to see. And then see other guys come in and, and what they did. I mean, the guy who won, um, I think it was, I think he was from Japan. I mean, he was just bonkers. Like it was unbelievable The height this guy got.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but to see Sean white kind of, you know, go out was, you know, it's kind of, again. Changing the guard.
1: Right, he was still fourth, man. For Still fourth
0: for a 35-year-old. Like twice which, the
1: age of some of these other guys.
0: Ancient, yeah. yeah. And then <sighs> poor Michaela Schifrin. You know, she had a rough, rough, yeah, rough Olympics. Rough Olympics. She, I mean, yeah. she had five events she was in, and she got... Did not qualify for three of them. Yeah. And then the other two, she, I think she got like ninth and maybe 12th. Was it the downhill and the super G? Yeah,
1: she was definitely off.
0: Like Um, she was off. Like she was really off.
1: Then I guess the thing that you you were talking about before that you mentioned, like, I didn't look at the blogs and like what people are posting out about it, but there's been some hate going on just because she didn't do what everybody's hoping she did. I think, we should all just be happy that these athletes uh, have dedicated themselves to represent our country. It's, it's amazing. Dude, uh, people,
0: people are
1: gross. It doesn't matter what medal they win. It doesn't matter if they win a medal. I mean, they're representing us, which is which is great. You know? I
0: mean, M- Michaela posted this on, on uh, I guess, Twitter and Instagram today and they were like fake nice choker got what you deserve going off the deep end going insane can't handle the pressure and it's just like
1: they have no idea i mean think about so she races world cup and then she she's doing the olympics that's like a really (laughs) world cup is a long season you know and then she's staying in shape she's She's sacrificing a lot of her her youth and her life for for her career and and for being able to represent. So
0: yeah, then she Everybody posted.
1: Be happy for her to do this, and
0: yeah, and you like you look at the people who posted it. It's like, were yeah. you in the Olympics? Like, hey. did you did you win a gold medal? Like two gold medals? Like, yeah. It's just
1: the the, the I mean, audacity. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to even make the Olympics. Let's put it that way,
0: dude. I just. I just don't understand the kind of person who just would take the time to do something that awful.
1: Yeah, to be
0: like that much of a dick. You know, is like, it a is it a bot? Is it like a Russian bot? Maybe I don't know. I hope. Yeah.
1: But like you know, so they're going to let that hate speech go on social media, and they block other stuff. Come on, you know where, where's where's the where's the parody here, right?
0: Yeah, when she posted she's like, well, kids, feed them what you want to feed them. Self-pity, sadness, let the turkeys get you down. There will always be turkeys or get up. Again, 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 again. Get up because you can, because you like what you do when it's not infested with the people who have so much apparent hate for you. Just get up. It's not always easy, but it's also not the end of the world to fail. Fail twice, fail five times at the Olympics. Enter me. Why do I keep coming back? Gosh knows it hurts more than it feels good lately. I come back because those first nine turns today were spectacular, really heaven. That's where I'm meant to be. And I'm a, and I'm stubborn as shit. So let's go for some team event training tomorrow and then the final Alpine race of the Olympics on Saturday. Mm. And it says, look out for Paula Molson, Tommy Ford, River, A.G. Hardy. Luke Winters and myself, or if you are playing the side of hater today, ignore me, but definitely look out for them. So, you know, like she took the high road. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. I mean, again, look at internet trolls. None of them are successful. None of them are happy. Like, why would you even like, why would you even think to do that? Like you, like you look at someone like a Michaela and all the work and effort and time that she's dedicated to her, her craft and to, to, to revel in her misery.
1: Yeah. You're a like, that's just, person. Just
0: a garbage person.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know what, you, uh, you know, of course you, you wanted her to be better and, you know, but it's not about you. Like you feel for her that's representing you and, you know, she's the best person that was representing us. That's, that's what they do. And these are our best, best athletes we send there and people have off days and things happen. And, You know, you, it's just, it, it's sad that, that people with, it's, it's sad that we give a forum to everyone in the world, except for the people we don't agree with and block off the social media. Right. So they put this out there and it's blocked where you take something out of context and somebody posts something um, that's not even as, as you know, Horrible as these comments, and it gets blocked, and they get banned from social media. Like it's just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just no, I, bad. I hear you. Mm. Yeah, they said so. Was her, she had three DNFs, which is very unlike her. And it was crazy too, They were showing, they were showing. I guess her trailer, her, you know, her, I guess her her shed, whatever it was. She has she brought sixty pairs of skis with her. Yeah. And the ones she used in the downhill for the combined were actually Sophia Gosia's skis. Oh no. Yeah. She got another pair. Wow. Like she's like, these are awesome. Ooh, so she me... didn't even use her own. She didn't use one of her own 60 pairs of skis that she brought when Sweet. she, uh, and she did great. She's only back by like, I think like half a second, maybe. Wow. Or, um, yeah, I think it was like half a second or so on the downhill. Then everyone's like, Oh, well she's in a good spot because slams yeah. more her jam now again this course was funky these folks who were skiing it they really hadn't skied it before like it, it wasn't a ski it wasn't like a world cup stop there hadn't been events there before yeah, it was
1: saw it before right?
0: it was a rocky cliff that
1: they made
0: some some snow on like that was it
1: like yeah just throw some snow on it we'll ski down that
0: yeah it looked pretty crazy but you know it's. It's just yeah, it it bums me out to see people get that excited or be that mean about someone who yeah. had a rough Where, day, rough week.
1: There, you know, like instead they're just hating. It's, just, yeah. it's bad, it's uncalled for. Uh, it is.
0: It's 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 a bummer. But you know,
1: it must be Russians uh, uh trying to hack the US according to the the White House right now.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> And there's just kind of one other one other thing I found really interesting, and I don't have nearly enough information about it to talk deeply about it, but um, Eileen Gu, who is a uh, you know, freestyle skier. Now, I just found this whole thing strange. Now, she is from San Francisco, Bay Area, grew up in the U.S.
1: I was watching this the other day, and I said the same thing. I was like,
0: what? She skis, skis for China. China. Again, I don't know all the details. I haven't looked into it much. She freaking two goals and a and a mother's mother's from Beijing.
1: So that's why she's able to compete for China.
0: Right. But it used to be that you wanted to ski for the US. That was always like everyone's dream is you know, your family comes from that country and they get this opportunity here and you want to represent this country. And now it switches back. And she wasn't the only one. There was definitely at least one other figure skater who. Well, there was one who defected, I think, to the U.S. and then skied uh, for the U.S. But there was one other one who, I think, was trained in the U.S. but sk- but skated for China. Yeah. And just this whole thing, you know, Sean White, Jamie Anderson, these these athletes that we've known and loved for a decade plus, and who've been this this you know golden age of of snowboarding and skiing. It's like, is that kind of a, a metaphor? Of, is that for the U.S.? Like, are we just slowly fading away out of, into obscurity while China is rising up? Yeah. I don't know. Am I looking way too into this? Perhaps, but
1: yeah. It is so concerning. China doesn't recognize dual citizenship. So you actually have to choose one or the other.
0: And this Eileen Gu, it's like she's going to Stanford next year. And it's not like yeah. she's going to the University of Beijing. Well, she's but she represents China now. Yeah, right. She's
1: playing out of country tuition.
0: She actually just won the half pipe like an hour or two ago. Yeah. But she won two gold medals and a silver.
1: Oh, see, the United States allows dual citizenship, but it's outlawed in China. So I don't a know what lot that of means stuff. for her. Like, can she get out of China now? Like,
0: I, I don't know if she's actually a citizen, though, you know? And, of course, the New York Times has an article about it, but I can't read it because of their paywall. stupid Paywall.
1: Thanks, New York
0: Times. God knows I'm not paying it for their stupid website. Yeah. And of course, I go to a different browser, and it's saying, you still can't read it. And it's the perfect article. Why is U.S.-born Eileen Gu skiing for China? I'm going to figure out how to get around this paywall.
1: Go we'll figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess her family and heritage, and she decided to ski for China, which uh, it's an interesting choice. You know, nothing nothing against it. I mean, her mom is she's Chinese American, so why not, right? Yeah, and she decided right to switch. There, our buddy, you're yeah. Jamaica, He grew up in England, right?
0: Yeah. So she decided at the age of fifteen to switch allegiances before competing in international competitions. Uh, She began skiing as a young girl following in the footsteps of her mother who emigrated to the States in her twenties. Her mother said we accidentally created a pro skier. So she has developed a career in fashion modeling for high-end brands like Louis Vuitton, Tiffany, Gucci, and Fendi. Mm. Victoria's Secret, Time of Writing. She has since accrued more than 20 sponsors in her adopted homeland, including Bank of China, China Mobile, and dairy giant, Mengniu. Wow. 13, 1.35 million followers on China's Waibu, is fluent in Mandarin and also incredibly academic. So we got a net worth of 1.1 million. Wow. Why is she representing China? This was an incredibly tough decision for her to make. She wrote an Instagram post, the opportunity to help inspire millions of young people. Where my mom was born during the 2022 Games is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Through skiing, I hope to unite people, promote common understanding, create communication, and forge friendships between nations. Mm. In interviews, she later added, nobody can deny I'm American. Nobody nobody can deny I'm Chinese. And when I'm in the U.S., I'm American. But when I'm in China, I'm Chinese. However, her decisions to switch allegiances have angered some figures in the sport who believe that the San Francisco native should not have joined Team China. She's an opportunist, they're calling her, of course. Wow. <clears throat> Most people compete for other countries because they can't make the American team. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like Yeah. She is wow. from California, not from China. She became the athlete. She is because
1: she California is really part of the US.
0: Yeah, yep. right. <sighs> She became the athlete she is because she grew up in the United States where she had access to premier training grounds and coaching that as a female, she might not have had in China. That's Jen Hudak, a former Winter X Games gold medalist for the U.S. women's team. Yeah. Good points. Yeah, there's no way she would have that opportunity in uh, China.
1: Yeah. She might have
0: been aborted there, right?
1: Never know, crazy shit going never on in there. Never know, just never know.
0: It's strange, and yeah, I, I, I mean, she probably has some crazy sponsor deals available to her in China.
1: I mean, she's got big sponsors, and I guess the <laughs> fact that she's carrying them to China also helps. It can't hurt, right? Yeah. So, oof, quite interesting.
0: Yeah, it's very crazy.
1: Maybe a little bit of an opportunist, but you know what? Who isn't?
0: that's true we're all trying to get paid right
1: like trying to make a, a living she's worth four million bucks so doing all right doing living out of it for sure
0: going to stanford on a full ride
1: that's right mm. uh,
0: hmm. all right so yeah we'll see we got a couple more days of the olympics and it's over for four years and i think the next ones are in cortina
1: Italy? Uh, I believe. uh, The summer is in uh, Paris and then the next winter is Cortina. There you go. We should go. We'll do the ski around there. Maybe I won't break my shoulder this time. And (laughs) we'll definitely hit the little sportif. Oh, I went at that. uh, How's the the guy's name? Uh, Stefano. He's at the little sports bar there.
0: Hopefully he's still there.
1: That'd be great.
0: Hopefully COVID didn't wipe him out, right?
1: I know. COVID wiped mm-hmm. out a lot of stuff, man. Mm. Went up. There's a ton of restaurants and stuff that's just not there anymore up north.
0: Ugh, it's a bummer.
1: Last week was crazy. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Check us out, SkiBumPodcast.com. We are on your favorite social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast Send us an email, skibumpodcasts at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Teresia. Check them out, teresia.com. Paradise Skis, check them out, paradiseskis.com. I'll we'll have links in the show notes if you want to grab the coupon codes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay say See you.